can't believe this. Oh, it won't be for that long. How can I do this? How can I move back in with those people? Please, tell me. They're insane. You know that. Hey, my parents are just as crazy as your parents. How can you compare your parents to my parents? My father has never thrown anything out. Ever. My father wears sneakers in the pool. Sneakers! My mother has never set foot in a natural body of water. Listen carefully. My mother has never laughed. Ever. Not a giggle. Not a chuckle. Not a tee-hee. Never went, ha! A smirk? Maybe. And I'm moving back in there. I told you I'd lend you money for rent. No, 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 no. Borrowing money from a friend is like having sex. It just completely changes the relationship. September 6th, 2020. Hello, everybody. Oh, hi there. You all right? Sure, I'm just allergic to California. Aren't we all? It's this, like dying. This year has been really bad allergy-wise. Yes. Everybody out here is saying, it's like, I don't know the what's going worst. on. It is the worst. All kinds of weird stuff blowing in that's not normally here, and it's it's not great. Right, and then every day you wake up and you're like, allergies are COVID. Allergies are COVID. No one knows. Could be either. Maybe it's both. Who knows? Why do you go ahead with your post-it? Post-iting. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, the best time to mention this would have been last month. <laughs> That's always a good opener. I feel like I end up saying that a lot on this show. You, yeah. Hmm. Um, but, uh, and yet, this happens every year, and it sneaks up on me every year. And I don't remember that we just passed up our birthday. Day? Anniversary? What do you call it? When... Ending anniversary. Is that it? I don't know. I don't know. 16 years now. How about that? It's something I don't want to think about. Why do you have to keep saying it? Because it's really cool. And then every year the number keeps going up, which is also terrible. Right, but it's also on the same day every year, and yet yeah. I always forget. I even forget the month. Ah, We're doing the one know, for August last time, and I forgot. put it in your calendar. Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. That would be smart. Anyway, congratulations to Pendant. That means all of you who Which helped us you. make this stuff and all these years. And also us. All of us. All of us. Together. Yeah. A virtual party. Woo, party. Maybe we should have a virtual party um, now and then. Okay. I'm just saying we should. I mean. You are now in charge of setting that up and scheduling Oh, no. Your idea. No. That's what you get. I don't do that. If that doesn't happen, folks, <laughs> yell at Susan. Oh, gee, thanks. She's volunteered to take it I on. I did not. You, you did. You volunteered me. It's your idea. That's not the same. You can't volunteer me for work. I, well, if you can do it for me, then I sure as hell can do it for you. No, 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 no. Oh, yes. No, no, no. Precedence no. is being set your right idea, here. Right here. Your job. Mm, no. Yeah. Moving on, I guess. I wanted to send out a congratulations to the entire cast and crew of Mage and Machine, which just completed their first season. So Fantastic. that's awesome. So Blinky and Sammy and Garen and Anjali and everybody else who works on that show, Dan and, and oh, there's other people. See, I should have I written the whole cast down. You I definitely should have. Emmeline. Okay. So many of you. Good job. Great job to all of you. Superb job. And the... um. First script for season two is out for recording right now, so that will be in production soon. Fantastic. Coming later. Yes, we don't have a date for that yet. We do, but I don't remember what it is. I think it's January 2021. That's not a long time. It's not that long, no. Hmm. I think it's on the website if you check the coming soon section. I'm pretty sure it's up there. I'm pretty sure we mentioned it in Twit before and then we, we subsequently forgot. We are very professional. We got the COVID brains over very here. Very professional people. Okay. I want to welcome Adam Blanford as our newest assistant director. Wonderful. Hello, Adam. You know, he's he's our credit announcer now, and he does our seminar transcripts, and he's written seminar shorts, and he acts in a bunch of shows, and now he's also directing. He's really settling into the pendant just, lifestyle. He's everywhere. <laughs> so welcome to yet another part of the pendant experience, Adam. Yay. The first episode he's working on is uh, Sonnets... 15, I want to say, over in Pendant Shakespeare. You could have just said he's working on sonnets. 
You didn't have to. (laughs) That's what he's working on. And then after that, he'll be popping over to help out on seminar. Hooray. Oh, and and speaking of assistant directors, I didn't write this down, but I could mention that the Jessica Harris, who has been assisting on seminar, will be shifting over to help on Major Machine Season 2. Oh, wonderful. Right after that. So she'll be over there. Hooray. Keeping an all-lady creative team over on Major Machine as well. That's right. Okay. Um, the only other thing I was going to mention is that you may have seen us post on social media last week that we have a like coupon discount code for you for cereal box. We do. Let's talk about that. Do you know what cereal box is? It's like S E R I A L. Right, like box. a cereal. Yeah, it's story. It's interesting because it's kind of like. An audio drama and an audio book, like, had a baby. <laughs> like, you have, like, audio, and it's, like, like a person reading the story, but also there's sound effects and things. And then there's also, like, a text version. And you can actually, like, use their app and go back and forth between the two. So, like, if you're in a situation where you only have time to read something, you can read it and then... You can pick up with the audio and it will know where you were. So you can kind of go back and forth if you want to. And it's actually really cool. And um, they've got all kinds of cool like sci-fi and horror and fantasy and superhero type stories. And and um, you might be wondering how this came about. Our sometime collaborator, Jeffrey Thorne from Phantom Canyon and, of course, Dreamnasium, all based on his stuff. He's one of the writers on their upcoming Black Panther story. Right. You may remember he was the uh, he ran the Black Panther's Quest animated series. That's so right. So it's very cool. But anyway, he's going to be working on that. And so they sort of got in touch with us. And we've been talking with them. And they wanted to offer this coupon for all of our fans for 50% off select titles. 50%. That's a really good coupon. And I think you can also use it to pre-order the Jeffrey Thorne Black Panther series. Maybe. They said I'm it not works, positive. They said but... it works on select titles, but I'm not sure okay. which ones those are. So you'll have to check. But all you have to do is put in... Pendant fans. They gave it to us in all caps. I don't know if the case matters, but... Pendant fans as one word. Right. And you'll find out what you get a 50% discount on. And that's really cool. It's only valid through September 30th. So you got to use it this month. Yes. So if you are interested in checking any of those out, and usually it's like really reasonable. So like a season is usually like... I don't know how many episodes. I can't remember. But it's like $10. So then you'll get it for like five bucks. And... I mean, who's going to Starbucks now? Nobody because of COVID. So why not give it a shot, right? (laughs) Anyway, it's cool stuff for audio fiction fans. And you're also, if you pre-order the Black Panther one, helping support Jeffrey Thorne, you know, a longtime pendulum here helping us make stuff for you. So that's really cool, too. So we just thought we'd mention it and you can stop by and check it out. Yep. Give it a shot. See what you think. Okay, and now we have a special little thing for you from Catherine Pride and Kristen Bays about the Genesis Avalon Patriot sequel series. It's a little treat for you. Have a listen. Hi everyone, I'm Catherine Pride, creator and co-writer of Genesis Avalon. And I'm Kristen Bays, co-writer of Genesis Avalon. We're here to announce an exciting project that we've been planning for several years, Genesis Avalon Patriot. For those of you who followed Pendant's own superhero, Genesis Avalon's journey from mortal to epic superhero involved a great deal of tragedy, passion, and sacrifice. As part of her decision to- Okay, it was only kind of her decision. She got outed by the press. Right, right. But as part of her decision, the world was forever changed with knowledge of superheroes that fight demons. And because of that war against those demons, New York City became the epicenter of a conflict that wound up having global repercussions. Suffice to say, Jaina's journey led her away from the United States and down a path she couldn't have predicted. She left friends and family behind as darkness and greed closed around everyone. The America she left was a sad, angry place full of hatred for the hero that had saved them. It was no longer the America that she recognized. 
But the fact is that injustice, inequality, and ignorance are powerful tools. Tools that can be used. The question is, by who? And if Genesis Avalon isn't there to help them, what happens to an America overrun by fear and anger? We knew when we ended Genesis Avalon that her story wasn't finished. After all, it was the rise of a hero. It was only the beginning. But the challenges that are facing her now, she certainly can't face alone. So she won't be. That's where Patriot begins. We're bringing a story to you on two fronts. New heroes are rising up against a tyrannical government to protect their fellow man. These heroes are those forgotten, oppressed, and erased. And those heroes are people like you and me. Join Patriot, Minuteman, Vanguard, and the Voices of Freedom as they work to make America truly a land of the free. And now that Gina's legacy exists on a global level, you'll see those close to her on both sides of the Atlantic Ocean struggle to build something greater than what's come before. So if you haven't listened to Genesis Avalon yet, now's a good time. And if you have, well, you might want to give it another go. Because once this ride starts... It's one hell of a roller coaster. Be on the lookout for more information on the podcast feed and on Pendant Audio's Twitter and Discord as Genesis Avalon Patriot comes to you in 2021. And if you're looking to put some pieces of the puzzle together before then, be sure to follow the Voice of Freedom on Twitter at Freedom Has a Voice with no E at the end. And to be on the lookout for any messages that might pop up on the Discord as well. And remember, Freedom is calling. Be a Patriot. Noble Race is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0, registered at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. The Ritual by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0, registered at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. From Orlando, Florida, we have Cat. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's Cat. <laughs> I'm like the sheriff pendant. Everybody knows who Cat, who Cat Pride is. She's just yes. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing good. So we're doing this a little differently today. <laughs> Yeah, technology has not been our friend this this afternoon. Now, Craig decided to take our our bot that records Discord decided to um, take a nap and is offline. So we're doing this. (laughs) So we're doing this with Zoom, and this should work. This should work. (laughs) I think I think we'll be okay. I think we got it now. So there are so many things to talk about. (laughs) Where do I start? I do this every interview with you. You just seem to be a little spoiled for choice with me. Yes, I'm sorry. Well, I I am the biggest Avalon fan in, and I'm going to say out of Pendant as well. <laughs> Laura Post was one of my early interviews, and I think I fanboyed my way through the entire thing. I mean, to be fair, I've known Laura for a decade, and I still fangirl my way through every conversation <laughs> with her. I think she just thinks that I don't do that anymore, but I do. Love her to pieces. Yeah, she's awesome. So, we have questions. I know you have answers, so this is not going to be short and one-sided. How <laughs> many answers you're going to give me all depends on whether I stumble upon anything spoilery, and hopefully, unlike that one time at dinner, I ask you a question, you don't just sit there and laugh at me. <laughs> oh, I yeah. will never forget I, that. That, that did happen, didn't it? <laughs> Yep. I'm and, sorry. <laughs> and when the outcome months later came up, I pinged you and I said, I can't believe you did that. And you just simply <laughs> said, and, and kids, let this be a lesson to you. If you say, hey, Kat, what about this and this and this? Wouldn't this be cool? Be careful what you wish for. Uh, yeah, I am, I am kind of an Those are exact ad- words to me. Uh, yeah. Be yeah. careful what you wish for. 
I, I'm, you know, I'm one of those writers that I don't, I don't have to feel like I outsmart the audience. Like if you figure out where I'm going with something before I get there, awesome. That means I've been, I've been laying some good stepping stones, but I, I never guarantee that where I end up is where you wanted me to go. <laughs> like we're on that journey together. You may not like the ending. <laughs> going to be a bumpy ride, kids. expecting it. <laughs> so, all right. So let's, let's yeah, let's dive in. Um, <laughs> Interviewee's choice. Which, which of the shows do you want to talk about first? I don't think I've done this before. Oh, okay. Um, but I just ate a lot of dark chocolate M&M, so I'm really animated right now. Okay. <laughs> um, well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and talk about Kingery first. Um, okay. Just because that's, uh, that's kind of like the ongoing thing I'm always working on. So. All right. And, and we just wrapped up season 10. So. Which was awesome. Totally unlike any other season. It was a wild ride, wasn't it? It was. The, the fact that the first half of the season was one day, the same day. Yeah. All half season. So that obviously was somebody's idea in the writer's room. Um, not going to put you on the spot and say, whose idea was that? But I will say when that first came out, was everybody like, oh, that's really cool? Or how, how did that evolve? Do you remember? So, yeah, so, I, okay. yeah, so, um, so, so, yeah, so, I mean, the writer's room is a really fun concept for us because a lot of what we do is, is that, that kind of standard throw spaghetti at wall, see what sticks. Um, and so, you know, when we get to the end of a season, we kind of, you know, we all kind of look back at what we've done and where we'd like to see characters go and we pitch our ideas and then, and then eventually, you know, an outline comes out of that. But that is one of the things that was not, if it was an idea from somebody in the writer's room, it wasn't something that we all knew was somebody's mm -hmm. idea. So the first time we all saw that was when the outline came out. Okay. And so we all get through reading the outline and yeah, the reaction was kind of like, well, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> I hope we can pull it off. Um, and uh, yeah. And so it was, uh, it was, it was really cool. Um, and um, I was actually supposed to do, my two episodes this last season and I actually had to uh, forfeit one of them very early on um, because uh, because I was working on this other little project called Dreamnasium at the time and that was sort of taking a lot of time um, and uh, and so I didn't get to do nearly as much with the um, with the everything happens in one day stuff but uh, but I got to I got to you know, read and, and, and get to give my kind of my perspective on it. But that was, mm -hmm. that was a really fun, cool way to do the season. We were all on board with it. And I, you know, we were all really stoked to see how we were going to pull it off, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got the mid-season um, thing with all of Allison's stuff stringed together because we were getting those little bits like every yeah. month. It kind of had a little different feel to it when it was like, okay, this is like not just somebody walking out of a room and then walking back into her. You know, hours or you know, days, yeah. weeks later, it yeah. was. They walk out. They wait a minute. They go back in. They walk out. She tells them off. They walk out. Yeah, and, and we all knew that. Like going in from the outline perspective, we knew that at the end of those the first half, we all needed to be able to read our bits of scene that were happening with Allison, and to be able to say, "Yeah, that's the same scene." Right. Like, we all knew that had to happen. So everybody had to be really cognizant of what pieces had been laid down before. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, getting to hear it all together was, uh, was really cool. And, um, yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, and no joke, I, I love what we've done with Allison. I think, uh, I think this season, uh, just, you know, really took kind of, you know, the character of Tommy and the character of Al, you know, mm -hmm. you know, who Allison is now and kind of just really gave us an opportunity to do something really exciting and, and fun and different, um, in a way that sci-fi can do, you know, and it was just, it right. was, it was a lot of fun to put together and it was super awesome to see X. Yeah. I'm not sure how much of it I saw coming, you know, all the way at the end, but I, I liked the way it, it played out and it, it, it was a bold move. The, to play it out ultimately the way it was. And I oh, thought yeah, it was yeah. a good move. I thought it was, um, you know, a, a positive message. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, and, 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 you know, as, as one of the folks in the writer's room getting to that last, uh, the last episode um, and reading the, just the kind of the, the outline of what was going to happen, you kind of just go, whoa, whoa. Yeah. All right, then we just, we flipped the script and then some cool. Yeah. Went and my, I, I, my immediate thought when I got done reading it was, oh, I can't wait to see what we do next. So, I mean, you know, I think, it, it, you know, we've given the show a um, really awesome kind of adrenaline boost uh, to kind of give it some, give it, you know, the opportunity to find itself again and sort of change things up again. And so I think that's 
really cool and really exciting. Yeah, and you you definitely get um, certain character focuses that um, everybody's getting their their time. But I think over the years, each season has been more about one particular character, and it's not always Tommy. I mean, mm-hmm. what was it, season six? That was Socks's big season. Was it that far back? Uh, it was eight. I th- I th- yeah, it I blends together. It might have been, I think it might have been seven, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, the cool thing about working with an ensemble cast show is that you have the ability to kind of laser focus on certain characters when you need to. And so it's kind of cool because, you know, we sort of have like the, the lazy Susan of characters. These are just mm-hmm. spin them around and go, hey, that's the character I want, you know, to, to play with. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, we, we have, we've had sort of that rotating focus that, that happens from season to season. Um, and, and, you know, and even for characters where they're not necessarily the primary focus that season, like, you know, like Tithia, she's had a couple of seasons where, you know, like the season where she was, you know, where she met Hebe and she was working for the Boissons and she had a version mm-hmm. of Proc, like all of that was really intense for her. Even first then, season for you, for oh, well, Tithia. Yeah, I mean... First season, first season made me grow up as an actor. I'm not going to lie. Um, like, <laughs> oh boy, I went from, I went from the chick who does fun teenagers on pendant to an actor. Um, so, uh, but, but, you know, but like, you know, even Tithia, she goes from having these, you know, these very heavy seasons. And then some seasons she's not in the background per se, but she really does kind of fill that whole ensemble supporting character kind of role that, occasionally gets focused, but is not the focus of that season. But what I like about it is that even when we do that, those characters' lives don't go on hold. You still get to see what's happening with them. Um, and I feel like we've really gotten the balance of that down on the show. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, I, I really feel like um, uh, the, uh, the whole, the whole uh, major on Ford this last season was, uh, was one, of the, one of those great opportunities to do that because, you know, you hadn't really seen Mage in a while and then boom, there she is. And, uh, and, and then when you come back... Wow, she had you know, yeah. the... It wasn't like big, huge, explosive scenes, but it was poignant. Absolutely, like, yeah. And I got to say, hats off to M because holy crap. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and I mean, and, and you know, and I just, I, I loved that about... It's one of the reasons I love writing on the show. I like like the day that, the day, the day that, that Tilly asked me to... Um, to step in and start writing on the show was like one of my one of the best days of my life because I love the show. I've been on it since it started, and it's mm-hmm. it's just you know it is pendants. It's one of pendants flagship shows, yeah. and I really just love being a part of it. And that's why it's because like no character really gets um you know no 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 character goes goes static. Um, just because you don't necessarily see them doesn't mean they're not growing. Um, and I love to see when we you know when we do give you those insights back into a character's mind and where they've been. Uh, you know you never quite know what you're going to get next. So you guys are are planning out um, season eleven, looking good. Well, I mean it's it's been it's been planned. We're writing it. So yeah, okay. it's definitely looking, it's looking real good. Um, I can't say on a selfish note, I'm super excited for what Tithia is going to be dealing with this season. Um, oh, cool. The, the story, the, the storyline that, that you will see Tithia go through is one that is very near and dear to my heart and very personal. So I'm, I'm very oh, excited to, to see that. And maybe, maybe by the next time you and I get together again, I could talk about that more because we'll be further along, but, um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, um, you know, it, it, the the whole season is going to be fantastic. I love, I love what we're doing. Um, uh, the every episode has something to make me smile and something to make me bite my teeth in in, in nerves for the characters. So uh-huh. it's uh, it's definitely um, definitely going to be a hell of a season. I'm very excited for it. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully we don't have to wait too much longer. No, <laughs> but you did get my fun little, um, you guys have started getting this, the hiatus breaks. So um, mm-hmm. you did get to hear uh, Tithia cook for Palace, which was which was fun to write. Yeah, that was cool. And uh, so, yeah, so Tithia's got a significant other. Yes. After her, her very, her very con- conflicted attempt with a significant other with Hebe. So, um, right. and now, and now, Hebe is back. Well, as of the end of the season, Hebe was kind of back in her sphere, making her go, "Oh no." Um, right. <laughs> so, uh, but 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 you know, but you know, it was really fun to write. Uh, kind of her sort of exploring a like a really adult relationship with with Palace because I mm-hmm. think that's one of the things I'm really excited about is is Tithia has grown up. I mean, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. It's been ten seasons. She's going to have to grow up. But 
we're, right. we're getting to that point where um, she's in her mid twenties now. Yeah. And, and kind of those, those insights into her life are very different than who she used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm very, you know, as an actor, I love it. I eat that stuff up. Um, and as a writer, I, I love it. I eat that stuff up because I love getting to kind of go through parts of my life that, you know, when I started playing Tithya, I hadn't experienced that. And then I get to kind of reinterpret it through the lens of, okay, well now I'm in my, my, you know, early thirties. What's that, you know, how do I look at character like Tithya and how would I write her now is very different than how I was writing her, you know, five years ago. Right. It's all an evolution. It is. <laughs> growth. It's one of my favorite words. Growth. Growth. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to more of the Kingery. Um, and you are back. I, well, we might've talked about you being back um, the last time we talked, but you are back to one of the shows that you started uh yeah and i yeah i think you're right we may have we may have briefly talked about it because um it it feels like it's gone on forever now i you know (laughs) seminar (laughs) seminar is one of those shows that because we release it every two months time Mm -hmm. just blurs i know i like like well it it wasn't that way originally no it was every month it was every month yeah when i when i first started the show um it was every month and um as the person who had to write the rappers and mix that show I would never wish a monthly schedule on anyone ever again. And I'm so <laughs> glad we moved to bi-monthly. Um, I think that's the better pace for the show too. Um, but, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been writing it for going on two years. I think it's going to be two years now or wow. give or take, I think. Yeah. Cause I want to say I started with like episode in the, in the seventies somewhere late seventies. Mm-hmm. And now it's, and I just turned in the script to cast the cast got the script to 97 um, mm-hmm. just about a week ago. So um or a couple of days ago. So, uh, so yeah, so it's been, it's been a while. And um, yeah, I, I never expected I would go back to seminar because, you know, I was very happy to let that show go and let it evolve. Cause I think that mm-hmm. one of the great things about a show like that is that each person who takes on kind of that leadership role as the rapper writer mm-hmm. gets to kind of shepherd another story, however they want to, um, while, while really showcasing the awesome work of these of these, you know, writers who are coming out and giving us their their awesome short stories to tell. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see how from season to season we're getting, maybe not every season, but every couple seasons we get a new person taking over that rapper story. Yeah. To to drive it forward into Absolutely. another direction. Yeah, and so um, so so for me, I mean, I you know when I came when I came back to it, I came back with a a very specific roadmap in mind. I, mm-hmm. I decided if I was going to do it again, I wanted to have something much more specific than kind of what I started out with. Because, you know, mm-hmm. when you're starting a show and when you're coming back to it as a vet are two different things. Um, and, um, and we are almost to the end of that, that roadmap. And I'm really excited for all of the cool things I've gotten to do um, since coming back on to work, the, the rap, the writer, uh, the rapping. And, um, it's always fun to see scripts like before they're produced. Mm-hmm. So I always love getting to read the shorts. Um, so it's always a fun thing. Um, you know, you feel very privileged. It's like you're in part of a secret club that nobody else knows you're in because you get to see stuff before everybody else. Yeah. I get, I get the, uh, fortunate privilege of listening to all the, um, shows before they go out to make sure all the sound levels are that everything's coming over good before it goes out into into the world so i i kind of get that guys you have no clue how good this is gonna <laughs> right? be right yeah you're like and it's gonna be like, so awesome. i want to tell you all this stuff but i can't yep yeah pretty much pretty much uh in in fact the um the episode that released uh this this month or this last month because it's september now i don't know yeah, days are uh, weird. technically it's september yeah it's- um days are weird yeah. um but uh but episode 94 um has two very awesome shorts and I, I you know i absolutely loved getting to write for them um but you know i say that about every one of them because every one of the writers who bring something to seminar is giving it a new a new flair or a new flavor that it didn't have before mm-hmm. everything builds off of it and it's um I, I love that I get to be a part of that. Um, but I, I'm really glad that I got to come back kind of with a set plan in mind. And um, Tilly was like, go for it, <laughs> you know, take your vision and execute it. <laughs> I trust you. Did you have any influence into the finale, the rapper finale that kind of launched Alice to, to set up what you were doing this season? Yeah, a little bit. Um, okay. So, so back, yeah, back when the transition happened, um, we knew that Alice was going to be going up against the um, the master control program on the Ark, um, and uh, I was sort of given the opportunity to say, 
you know, here's what I'd like to do. And pretty much what I said was, I was like, I'd like to take her off the ship. I want to show what the world looks like outside of this ship that they've been on because, you know, you've been siloed as an audience. You've only seen this uh -huh. very narrow vision of what that world is outside. And, you know, it's kind of cool because, you know, I, when I created the show, I knew that the seminar was taking place in a ship in a classroom of humans who didn't know they were human. Like I knew that going in and that mm -hmm. was kind of like the vision for the show while I was writing it. And then I sort of passed that information on to the next writer when I left. And here I was getting an opportunity to come back to the same universe I helped build, but now I got to explore the rest of that universe. I got to explore, you know, well, what's alien life like now that I've said, oh, these mm -hmm. are all humans on the ship. And so, um, I pretty much just asked, can I, can I, can you launch her out of escape pod? Pretty much like, <laughs> I was like, could you just like, can you yeet her? Can you yeet her out of the ark? And I will pick up from there. <laughs> um, and I did. So. so we started this season with episode. Um... Yeah. The, the seasons for the show go a little weird. They're like mm -hmm. kind of 10 episode arcs. Like you could kind of frame it between 70 and 80 and then 80 okay. to 90 and then like 90 to hundred. It's kind of how I frame it when I'm writing it. Okay. So we have um, a bunch of episodes that kind of have um, an ongoing theme looking at the um, episode titles, not the featurette titles. Yes. But we've got um, state the problem, construct a hypothesis, prepare an experiment, test a hypothesis, analyze the data, draw a conclusion. And then we have for every season a time, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to tear and a time to sow, um, a time to seek and a time to lose, yes. time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to love and a time to hate, which was that last one, episode 94. Mm-hmm. That's not by accident. <laughs> no, it is not. It's not at all by accident. Um, Do tell, please. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, um, so as you mentioned, the, the, the previous season I utilized, uh, I kind of wanted, I kind of came up with the idea of while, while uh, you have the idea of these, the, the two versions of the student who are trying to come to grips with the fact that one's uh, organic, but not human, and one is mm -hmm. holographic, but still acts more, you know, like, like traditionally what you think of when you think of like a human nervous character. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it was all about them figuring out what makes them different from each other and what makes them different from Alice and kind of find that dynamic. And so um, the scientific method popped into my head very quickly. And I thought, you know, that'd be a lot of fun for short time, you know, for episode titles is to go through the steps of the scientific method. Cause by the end of that season, you draw a conclusion, you get to the end of it and you could kind of see where things are going uh -huh. in terms of Alex's development versus uh, Thomas. Um, and then in this, in this new season, um, I, uh, I, I knew what my 10 episode plan was. Um, and I knew that, that uh, this season is kind of the culmination of everything I had started when I came back to the show. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought, you know, I was, and no joke, no joke. I can tell you right now, like, I know some people are going to be like, oh, Ecclesiastes, that's wonderful. Like, that's very deep. This is because I was listening to the bird song, Turn, 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 okay? I love that song. <laughs> and I love the chorus. That's where it, my head went. Yeah. And so, like, I was listening to it, and I was, because I had, I was, I was actually, um, outlining out what the season was and the way that I structure this show like in terms of writing outside episode outlines is I kind of give myself three sentences of like here's the beats that I want to have happen in the show and then I have to figure out when the shorts come in right does that still work <laughs> um so so there have been some episodes that I've had to swap around um they, especially earlier in the season like uh some stuff happened with uh Thomas in a different order than originally and Alex, you know, left and came back kind of in a different order because I had to make it work with the shorts that I got because I wanted to make sure that it doesn't feel jarring when you jump out to a short and then come back. Right. It should always feel like I'm leaving you there and here's this awesome story you get to experience then you can come back for a couple seconds and I'm sort of your like your 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 grounded hub and then, you know, we move on. And um, so for this one, I was listening to that song kind of playing to the beats of the storyline. And I was just like, man, like this song is it. This song really encapsulates the, the, the fact that I am, this season, you know, we've been working towards the concepts of identity and duality. Mm -hmm. You know, you have right. two versions of essentially the same person, Alex and Thomas, but they're rapidly growing in different directions. And Alex is 
struggling with the duality of being a human, basically a human brain in an alien body. And how does that react and how, how are they conflicted? Mm -hmm. How do they not react? And then you have Alice struggling with the fact that she is both um, an explorer in a sense mm -hmm. and, a, and a teacher, but also striving to go home. She's finally feeling that sort of like that wayfinder feeling of, I want to find earth. I want to know what home really feels like mm -hmm. and sort of struggling between those dualities. And so those, those episode titles are absolutely, you know, they do match what's happening in the episode because there really are things like, you know, a time to sew or time to tear and a time to sew, mm -hmm. you know, in that episode, something gets ripped or broken apart and then something is mended. Um, you know, and um, you can, you can kind of, uh, I guess a little bit draw your own conclusions as to where you think the season's going to go. My guess um, is episode 100 is going to be titled Turn, Turn, Turn. Yeah, it won't be that. It won't be that. I didn't get that far. <laughs> I stuck, I, I did in fact stick with the, the actual biblical verses. I did not start throwing in lyrics. Um, <laughs> as much fun as that would have been. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was absolutely intentional. And, um, and when, when the season is done, you will be able to go back and look at all those titles and you should be able to see each one of those themes in that episode. You should be able to see the duality of these two polar opposites in the title mm -hmm. and how they react to what's happening to the characters. So you talked about um, Alice going back to earth or wanting to go back to earth. Yes. Since you set this whole thing up in a class on a ship, not on earth, do you know how far away they are? Um, in broad terms, yeah. Uh, because the, in the broad terms, the answer is really, really far. Um, in my mind. Now, um, Is that part, part of, the, of the show Bible? Or is that so whoever's it, going to get them there, if they go there, will do yeah, whatever they want? Yeah, it's that second one. Um, okay. Part of, part of the, the thing about this show is, is I hesitate to nail anything down into the Bible because I want to give the writer who comes after me or, you know, you know, in both scenarios, I want to give them freedom to create. Um, mm -hmm. I kind of see myself like every so often I come, you know, like I've come back and I kind of just came in to sort of like anchor everything and get like a really good solid sort of here's a basis to tell a lot of lore in this universe we've built. And then mm -hmm. I can let go of it and the next writer can build off of that. Um, but based on just what you've seen in the show and the way Zerosh talks about Earth and the way that Alice talks about Earth and the and you know kind of the fact that they thought they may have found Earth in the database, Zerosh even talks about it like it's very far away. Mm -hmm. um, the stars and the constellations are not even in the same position anymore. So, so it's, you know, I think the real question is how much time has passed. Even if they're far, how much time has passed since what we know to be Earth? And that, the answer to that is, I do not know that. I'm leaving that up for the next writer to decide. It's got to be a good amount of time for a generational ship to even exist. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, but, you know, how far, you know, are we talking like after Earth AD or are we talking like Battlestar Galactica or are we talking, you know, I don't know. Um, Andromeda, 10,000 Yeah, like who knows? Yeah, so, so I'm kind of leaving it up to, to the next writer to kind of have the opportunity to play with that as they want to. Um, because I think this show thrives under freedom, you know, mm -hmm. giving, giving an author, you know, here's this universe, go have fun, go play in it. That's, that's kind of what I want to do. So, yeah. And, and, and to be fair, I, I have to say that I think that it is one of the more challenging um, writing positions that we've got because you don't have any control necessarily of what these shorts are that are coming into you. Yeah. And you somehow have to make them fit to the arc of the season or half season or whatever it is you're doing that you want to convey. Yeah. And uh, so that's harder than the other shows. They have, you know, there's a plan, there's an arc, there's an outline. Yeah. This is, oh, we have this story now. Where are we gonna put this? Yeah, it is a, it is a fantastic exercise in like writer's improvisation. Like, like it, you know, it would be, it is, it is definitely the equivalent of, you know, you getting up in the morning and going to make your breakfast and having the guys from Chopped show up and be like, here's your basket. <laughs> like, that's what it feels like. It is, I, every, every, nice. every episode is an episode of Chopped. Um, there you go. But uh, yeah, I mean, and that, it is the hardest thing. Um, and that's part of why I try to keep the beats very um, open and vague. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I knew, I knew here's my linear story. Um, for example, uh, the episode where, 
Thomas and Alex pick their names. That's like, la like not, not even last season. I think that's like the tail end of the first season I wrote. Um, that episode, what I wound up doing was I knew that was the end point where how they, I wanted them to get there. Um, how they got there in dialogue and came to the conclusions of, you know, that Alice was like, I want you to pick your names, um, really came down to when I got the shorts and saw the, the very holiday centric theme, but that it was a lot of it was about gratitude and giving and, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and gift giving and, and just kind of like, you know, the, the very much the spirit of Christmas. Um, you know, uh, I kind of let that inform how I would get to that beat that I wanted, but it is absolutely, um, it is a, it is some mental gymnastics. Every single time I get two <laughs> shorts, I spend about three days reading them going, Oh my God, how am I going to make this work? Um, it is, it is, it is not easy. Um, and I don't say that to like talk myself up or anything. I just think, you know, like everybody else is like, eh, it's just, it's just not easy. Um, well, this, this is a unique facet of this show in Pendant, right? Yes. I mean, all the other shows have their, you know, their, their plan, their arcs, their, their plots. Heck, Shakespeare was written for us. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and absolutely. And I mean, and, and, you know, back when, back when, um, when Tilly and I came up with the concept for this show, you know, our thought was we wanted to do something that was in the vein of Night Gallery or Twilight mm -hmm. Zone, you know, very right. much your, or, right. or Outer Limits, you know? Right. But outer all Limits of those and, and Twilight Zone are usually how I end up describing yeah. people. Yeah, but the difference is with Night Gallery, uh, um, Outer Limits and Twilight Zone is that you don't have a linear rapper. You essentially right. have a, a God character sort of telling you, <laughs> here's the message I want you to learn and I will do it with a spooky voice. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, that was the thing that we wanted to, we really wanted to create something that would, that would differentiate the show from, from just that kind of like gallery sort of shorts and, and, and novellas mm -hmm. uh, concept. And so I think that's, you know, that's both the challenge and also the beauty of the show is that we've managed to now create this show that you you really get three stories in one every episode because you get the two shorts mm -hmm. that get, you know, that get to be, you know, brought to life and you get to hear them in all their glory. But then you also get a little bit of a linear story that you could follow along with that sort of gives every episode permanence um, mm -hmm. and a sense of connection. And I, you know, for me, that was kind of the big thing was I liked the idea that, um, you know, without, without being too comic booky, you got to read all the issues, uh, you know, before and after and around. I did like the idea that, you know, if you have been listening to seminar for a long time, by this point, you now recognize there's a story there and that that story right. is going to continue on and that there's just as much value in that as well, I would hope. So yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a, a tough gig, but I love doing it. And I'm really excited to see uh, what will come next. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, well, we left the arc, so maybe we go back. I guess it all depends on who picks things up next. Uh, yeah. Um, I can say that, um, that I do have, uh, the end of my run scoped. Um, my last episode will either be around 99 or 100 um, based on whoever picks up the torch after me and what work we kind of need to do to pass that torch. And I have left um, my narrative open enough that the new writer could come in and it's a whole, it's a whole big sandbox for them to play in. And what they do with it, um, I, my job at that point is really just to help make sure I set them up for success. Cool. Very cool. So speaking of success, <laughs> um, 50 episodes of Awesome. <laughs> Um, Genesis Avalon has going to have its um, sequel. Yes. Finally. Finally. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that my outside voice? That's all right. You, that. I know. You've only been asking me about the sequel since every one of my pendant interviews since Avalon was over. It's fine. No, no, not the first one because Avalon. Yeah, okay. Yeah, since Avalon was over. Yeah, since Avalon was no, over. No. <laughs> but, but. You had said to me, like, I'm going to take a year off. So I waited. Yeah. I waited no, you did. Your interview. You were so I, good. <laughs> wasn't easy. But <laughs> I was like, can I interview Cat yet? What month is it? Nope. Can't interview Cat yet. <laughs> Guys, he's like a kid in a candy store. It's I am. I am. <laughs> this show is so much fun. And, and so I, I just love the, the melding of all the different mythos into something that is so fluid and just it works seamlessly i love it <laughs> and it's new york so you know that too yeah I, I, I love new york so we're close right uh yeah so um Yay. so so oh. yeah so so i mean i can i can say this much so okay. um after a long wait and i i do apologize for the wait but um 
part of it was uh, when, when Chris and I came up with uh, the continuation um, of Avalon's journey, because like, we knew that, that Genesis Avalon was about the birth and the rise of a superhero. Um, and so I always wanted it to end on kind of that really high note of now she's the superhero. She's ready to do it. She's doing it. She's a leader and she's accomplished the goals that I set out at the beginning of the show. And, you know, she could take a break, which is why, bless Laura, she used to joke at me all the time, can they just take a picnic? And so I put her, I gave her and Sam a picnic at the end of the show, yep. just for that. Um, but, uh, but, you know, when we talked about uh, what we would do next, uh, <sighs> Patriot is a show that utilizes a lot of the unfinished threads of Genesis Avalon. There were things that we purposely let unresolved because they were not something that could be resolved within the scope of Jaina's journey at that point. Right. Um, in fact, there's even an argument between Sam and her in season four where Sam says something to the effect of like, that is not today's problem. Like you need to focus on what we can do now. Um, and we always knew going in, like, yeah, that's pretty much how you have to look at the life of any superhero is like, there's, there's always a million problems. You can only solve one at a time. Um, and, um, the, um, the, 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 the concept behind Patriot in its essence is that when Jaina left the United States at the end of, or at the middle of season four, mm -hmm. there were a lot of things happening in the country. Um, and the world had very, the, that country had very much turned against their heroes and she had to leave. And there are ramifications to that. Um, right. But because of that, and because of the direction that this, you know, the fictional version of uh, America was, um, it, it was not very easy to try and write or craft a narrative around because I thought it would be fiction. Like, like not an allegory for things I was seeing happen in real life. Like, and so, so I needed time to really sit and think on it and figure out what I wanted to do with it. Um, and, and give myself time to breathe. I really wanted to step away from it too, because I wanted, um, I wanted to come at it with fresh eyes, mm -hmm. like long after the show was over to be able to say, okay, what would I do with it now? Like, because the last thing I wanted to do was deliver anything that was subpar or or not the story that I always wanted to tell. Um, and so so it took it took a little bit longer than I was hoping, but here we are. And uh, Genesis Avalon Patriot is happening. Um, and uh, you will be able to hear more information about that um, in coming months for sure. Uh -huh. um, and it, you know, I'm trying a couple of um, different things with it. So, so um, there, there's more. I don't want to go too far in depth on it here because there's, right. it's, like I said, information's coming. But um, next time, yeah, but next time for sure we'll be able to talk about it. Um, and um, and it's definitely a story that has a wider um, world view, um, similar to what you saw at the end of season four. Mm -hmm. um and the middle and kind of the middle-ish of season four where you had characters in different parts of the world and you're trying to figure out what they're doing um mm -hmm. so but you know right because the the reincarnation of the knights of the round table were like scattered exactly yeah wins yeah so um so so you know it's a it's a very different world um but still a very familiar world and um you know uh jaina has a hell of a job to do let's put it that way when, when mm -hmm. we come back to Patreon. Okay. Um, and it's not the kind of thing you do alone. And so we're really excited because, um, you know, you were just talking about blending of mythos and we're bringing in some, some, some new things uh, that we're going to do that are a little different and um, in terms of mythology and sort of how it all interacts. And I'm really excited um, because I'm getting to also play with aspects of the mythology, the existing mythology that I had that we just, I just didn't have time to get into it. Um, like right. there's little things that I left hints for that when you guys listen to Patriot, if you've recently re-listened to Avalon, especially season four, uh -huh. you are gonna hear things and they are gonna click in Patriot and you're gonna go, oh my God, I didn't know that was connected. So that's like, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, because so I knew I'm back when I was writing. you to tell me when I need to <laughs> do another Avalon Thoughts run. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you guys a heads up, like, on my Twitter. Be like, by the way, now is a good time to start your Avalon Thoughts uh, if you guys want to start binging the show again. We binged before everybody else did. <laughs> <laughs> we were binging before Netflix made it cool. Right. <laughs> okay. It's killing you because I know you want to ask more questions. 
I know I do. <laughs> but I know I also, there, there are questions that you're going to be like, you can't say anything. Yeah, I can't talk about that. Um, can we say, and, and if the answer is no, the answer is no. Can we say anything about the cast at this point? Um, I mean, I can say that, uh, that, that um, the show is being written as a direct sequel and continuation. So I wouldn't be doing that if I didn't have buy-in from the original cast. Cool. And, and, and there are people, like, I, there are people that if you've been paying attention to my Twitter, you know I've been talking about how I'm writing stuff for them for Patriots. So I'm not <laughs> being too secretive. Like, it's not, it's not too much of a secret to say that, you know, Genesis Avalon will be in a show named Genesis Avalon Patriot. You know, like, <laughs> like I didn't just tell Laura, hey, by the way, I'm doing this. Like, Laura's known about it coming up. <laughs> yes, but true to the mythos, she's not the only avalon genesis avalon to have existed yes so in the, you're, you're one right could, one could wonder in the grand scheme of things there is another avalon that could have a show and you, you, that's why i asked the question no i no that's fair and and i can tell you that that um you know jack and alicia followed sam and jaina all the way to the uk right because they were their apprentices and mm -hmm. that is a totally valid thing to be thinking about um <clears throat> because uh, you're right, Avalon is 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 not just a person; it's a mantle, and technically, mm -hmm. more than one person can you know can can have held it at some point. Um, Asara was in training while her while her uh, Avalon Francesca was mm -hmm. at her the apex of her power. So yeah, I mean, but but you know, I don't. I'm not gonna. It's like like this isn't the Marvel universe or the DC universe. Like I don't have like like hold back on the fact that you know Genesis Avalon is gonna be in a show called Genesis Avalon. I just I don't want to do that to you guys. I want you guys to know <laughs> Laura's coming back because I'm excited Laura's coming back. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm <laughs> gonna hold on to stuff until Jordan's gonna put away his entire notebook of Patriot questions <laughs> <laughs> and bring that out in about you know a year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything that you want to promote or talk about that you're doing outside of pendant oh um i mean um or not, do we take up all your time <laughs> no it's not it's not it, it's not even that it's it's just that um i'm not doing a whole lot that is um outside of pendant in terms of uh um additional work i i you know i i kind of had a I turned my focus back to stage for a little while. So it's been really mm -hmm. cool. I've been, I've been doing more stage work. Um, I was in a, I was in a production of 12, 12 angry jurors last year. So like, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. I'm sort of kind of getting back in with that and um, focusing on, I'm really like, I am heads down, even though with everything going on, I'm not getting a whole lot done, but I am heads down trying to write. So um, when you think about it at any given time, I could be writing three scripts for pendant. Um, so, so um, I mean, I am working on stuff like that. Um, if you have not had a chance to listen to Dreamnasium, please do so. I was oh, yeah. very, very fortunate to get to play Elzin in Redshift and then also to um, direct uh, The Lingering Grief of Twilight, which is the superhero story. Um, and I was really, really honored that, that part of the reason why um, Jeff Thorne and, and the Bridges came to me about that one was because of my, you know, because of my work on Avalon and because, um, she is Pendant's superhero. And so I was really, really thrilled to help bring another superhero to life who was very unique and different. Um, her, her soundscape, Lady Justice's soundscape is totally different. And so I got to do a lot of interesting things as a director. Um, if you want to hear more about that, please listen to the director's roundtable. We do talk about that in, in Dreamnasium, but um, I highly, highly recommend if you have not listened to Dreamnasium, drop what you're doing, go listen to it. It's absolutely amazing. And I was so privileged to get to work on it. Oh, it totally was. Like I didn't shut up about that for weeks. Um, I want us to do more active radioactive too, but like, I can't, I can't talk too much about that. Cause like, that's not my decision, but um, I getting to do the Kickstarter and doing the YouTube episodes was mm -hmm. aces. I loved it active radioactive radio was a very neat show so yeah if we can do more with that that would be super cool and and and, and interesting yeah absolutely so yeah so folks if you liked active radioactive and dreamnasium always feel free to keep bothering the bridges a little bit about it i mean i'm 
I am sure Tilly and Susan will come back for me on that one, and I might get a book thrown at me, but it's fine. Um, they, they've done worse to me in the director minds. I could take it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I mean, a lot of them, you know, if you want to know what I'm up to, um, I am very quiet right now on Twitter because uh, everything was just a lot. <laughs> um, but, uh, but that is where you can typically find me, and I will be getting back on there uh, more often um, as we get closer to more news about Patriot, and that is, I'm very easy to find on Twitter. I am at Genesis Avalon. It's me. Um, yeah, I'm very easy to find. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, um, I, I do try to pop into the Discord occasionally, and if you have a question for me about anything, feel free to tag me on the Discord, and I'll answer you when I get a chance. Um, yes, Kat is really cool about, <laughs> you know, because I've done this more than once, um, where I was like, wait, why did this happen in, why did you write it this way? What, you know, I don't, without getting into the specifics of it, I had questions about cer certain things that happened in the show. Yes, and yes, you did. you explained it to me. Absolutely. And my yeah. worldview was different than Asara's worldview. And you explained what her motivations were for that particular instance. She's really good about answering pretty much anything. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm not gonna lie. I, I love to talk about my show. I love to talk about the world of Genesis Avalon that I've built in my head because what you guys see is still only um, a part of that. There's still a lot that's in my head that, you know, um, just because it's not needed for the purpose of the story, it's still in my head and not on a piece of paper somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, any anytime you guys have questions for me, feel free to, to reach out. I love to talk about Avalon. I love to talk about Kingery and Seminar um, and any of the other tradition, other things I've done for Pendant. I'm always happy to talk. Um, and I'm also a nerd. So like, if you want to talk like, like you want to talk CW's <laughs> Charmed, if you want to talk like anything Marvel or DC, feel free to bug me. Um, Wonder Girl for the win. I am... <laughs> Long-time pendulums know how much I love Cassie Sands' work. Um, so, uh, Geist. so <clears throat> Geist. <laughs> ah, Geist, yeah, Geist on Dixie. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm always around to talk. Um, other than that, I mean, I am focusing mainly on, uh, on, on working with Patriot right now, and then I have a couple of manuscripts I have written um, that I have been shopping around to uh, agents. And so, you know, oh. hopefully soon, soon there'll be some news on that, I hope. And, and oh, that would uh, be so know. cool. Yeah, because I, you know, I got a lot of other stuff going on in my head um, that I just, you know, have not, have not had a chance to get um, into everybody's, you know, everybody's eye holes and faces and stuff. So, um, cool. You know, I've, yeah. So, so hopefully, hopefully we'll hear more about that soon. And believe me, if I, if I get a chance to get something published, um, you all will hear about it until the cows come home and then so I will not <laughs> shut up. Everybody will hear about it. I will make Pete Mylan tweet about it and he hates making me do, he, he hates it when I make him do anything. <laughs> Cause he knows I'm being obnoxious. Awesome. I, I am very much looking forward to that. <laughs> I mean, not just you messing with Pete, but <laughs> all the cool stuff you have going on in your head coming to fruition that would be really cool yeah i mean i no joke um i've got a lot going on with pendant right now in the <laughs> next few months and i'm really excited about you know all you know i'm really excited about the transition of seminar my run on seminar coming to an end and us getting really into patriot and um i'm really really excited to bring that world back um you know i i am very proud of the fact that Avalon is is Pendant's superhero, um, and I, I call her that all the time because to me, she she belongs to me as much as she does to, to Pendant in a way, and um, and so I'm really excited to get to play in her in her sandbox more, um, and I'm really really grateful that I have such an awesome cast of players to to play with. But that being said, um, there will be plenty of roles. There are still you know this this show is not happening in a silo. Um, I will still have opportunities for folks, and so if you do happen to see an audition reel go or an audition sheet go up for anything Avalon, uh, anything just Avalon Patriot, please, 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 please audition. I watch your voices in since my ears. I had almost forgotten about this since you said the word real. Yes. Something you have been saying, oh, I should do this for a while. <laughs> you know what it is. Uh, no, are, Jordan, are we, I have not put together a reel yet. <laughs> are we going to get the blooper reel from Genesis Avalon? 
Uh, I, I don't know. You are definitely going to get one for Patriot. I can tell you that right now because I'm storing stuff as we get them now. Like I'm like 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 I was really good about that with Dreamnasium. I was really uh -huh. good at storing bloopers like as I I heard them. So uh -huh. hopefully I will continue to keep that good practice throughout Patriot. Um, I would love to do a blooper reel for Avalon, but at this point, like, I'd have to literally go back and listen to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of lines. So, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> it's a fair question. I feel like it's a fair question, but yeah. <laughs> I can imagine some of the things that were probably out there. Um, I think you, you hinted know, at it in some of the commentary. Yeah, too. yeah. There's there's some funny. There was some really good stuff. Um, a lot of it, though, I have to tell you, a lot of it was just Laura waiting for vehicles to go by. A lot of that. <laughs> a lot of her just being like, "That's a plane. That's a car." And she would do it in Avalon's <laughs> voice. So it's just like her being like, "That's a plane. That's a car." And I'm like, "Thanks, honey." <laughs> you know. So, uh, but yeah, I, you know, certainly for Patriot, I, you know, my you guys are gonna get oodles of bloopers. I'm sure. Cool. Um, I'm going to be like hyper vigilant for it because I don't want you to ask me three years down the road where my blooper reel is, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> it's here. <laughs> here, take it. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Kat, thank you so much for taking the time tonight and dealing with, you know, now that we're, we're done, Craig's back up on Discord. Of course, um, of course. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. Slacker. And um, I, I really appreciate it. It's I, always a pleasure. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm, I'm glad I got to chat with you and uh, thank you for having me. Oh, it's, it's definitely my pleasure. And I love getting whatever dirt, I mean, information I can get. <laughs> oh, I feel, stuff. Like a, I feel like a dealer with you. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. I could quit anytime I wanted to. Oh yeah, sure you do. I don't want to. <laughs> Why would I? Hmm. We need to start a, 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 a an Avalon Anonymous club for you guys. <laughs> it's it's not a problem. It's, it's not. not a problem. <laughs> it's an endeavor. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's a process and it's a journey. I got it. All right. Yes. Cool. That sounds good. Once again, thank you so much, cool. Kat. <laughs> and we will kick this you back. You are very welcome. Thank you. We will kick this back to Tilly and Susan. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. Coming out September 9th, Kingery season hiatus mini episode number four. And believe it or not, that's actually all we have this month. Which is really weird, right? It's like our smallest, lightest month ever. But we had some it's other hiatuses. Shakespeare's on hiatus yeah. and Major Machine is on hiatus and Seminar just had an episode and skips every other month right so that's it we've got a so, really tiny little month but people are having breaks so this is a good opportunity to catch up on stuff maybe sure yeah go back and listen to all the stuff you might have missed or not checked out yet there you go tons of stuff there for so you so much are you caught up on genesis avalon before are the you? sequel series comes out are you yeah go back and listen 50 episodes <laughs> do it do it. Have you heard all 10 seasons of Kingery before season 11 debuts in December? Maybe you haven't. Maybe you need to do that. There's 50 episodes of Dixie Stenberg. Okay, that's enough now. So many other... Okay. All right. <laughs> we have a lot of shows. We do. La, 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 the show is almost done. Yay! All right, that's it. That's the end of the show. You know what's really weird? What? That means that this month, this TWIP episode right now is the most pendant that they're getting out of anything. Oh my goodness. It's just this. It's us. Oh, so much pressure now. That's terrible. Well, see, then they might want to use a cereal box coupon. <laughs> there you go. Good month for it. Right? This is the perfect month to try it out. Serendipitous, you might say. Weird. Almost like we planned it. We didn't. We did not. But, <laughs> in fact, when I was putting the schedule t together, the coming soon page, and I was like, oh, wow, we really have nothing in September. I was shocked because I didn't yeah. know. You know, the different shows don't usually go on hiatus at the same time, but it just worked out that way, and mm -hmm. uh, things happen. It's fine. So, while you're waiting for October, yeah. stop by the website at PendantAudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash Pendant, the Facebook page at facebook.com slash PendantAudio. We're on Twitter at PendantWeb. You can go to Pendant. Uh, we're on Tumblr at PendantAudio. I totally messed it up again. 
Get out of my routine and I can't remember stuff. Mm-hmm. Pendant Productions on YouTube. Stop by the Discord. Link to from the main page of the website. Say hello yep. to everybody. And I probably forgot stuff because I'm totally messed up now. So I'm just going to stop talking and we're going to go. I think you did fine. Mm, I don't know. We'll see you back here next month. This is Susan Bridges. And Tilly Bridges. Thanks for listening. I botched it. What? You didn't botch it. I botched it. It's fine. I totally botched it. Fine. Botched! It's fine. Goodbye. Allergies are COVID. Allergies are COVID. No one knows. I am sure Tilly and Susan will come back for me on that one, and I might get a book thrown at me, but it's fine. That's the end of the show. The theme to TWIP is Mr. Exposition by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0.